Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to be able to spend some time with you. (laughs) And we are super excited. So at the time that this is airing, we are currently at the Kids Matter Conference. So if you are also at the Kids Matter Conference and you are listening, please come say hello. Um, we are super excited to be breakout speakers at Kids Matter. Um, yeah, (laughs) we are. We are actually doing a breakout about biblical literacy with kids from preschool through preteen. And you guys have heard us do this conversation before because we've talked about it before on the podcast, but we're really excited to be able to do it in person with our friends to be able to see people and to interact with people and to get to know people. We're really excited about that. One of the reasons why we love that so much is we really appreciate conferences and how it gives us the opportunity to meet people and make connections and build relationships. Um, And, you know, as we were kind of talking through and planning our breakout and talking about the things we wanted to do, we just kept saying how excited we were Mm -hmm. that we were going to get to meet people and really have those connections with people. And we were just discussing how important networking really is and how much it brings, not just to us personally, but also how much it brings to our ministries. Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking about it, we were like, Hey, we need to talk about this on an episode. We need to share with you guys (laughs) um, why we think that networking is so important to children's ministry and why Mm -hmm. we really think that it can be incredibly beneficial, like Mm -hmm. I said, not just to you personally, but also to the families and the children that you serve. Let me say I am an introvert. So if you are listening to this thinking like, ooh, like, I don't know about all this. I don't know if you're going to talk about going and talking to people, strangers, people I've never met before. I am an introvert. And, you know, so I know that I am not the kind of person who has never met a stranger. Um, But that being said, it is so valuable to initiate these relationships and these conversations with other people. So even if it's not in your comfort zone, (laughs) it is still so tremendously valuable, everything that we're going to be sharing about today. So It it really, really is. You know, I've, I've had people over the years often ask me the question, and I've seen it asked in a lot of places, how do I build relationships with people? How do I find a mentor? How do Mm -hmm. I find this relationship with somebody that does what I do and can help and encourage? And there's just so many different ways that you can do that. And for Virginia and I, it just happened so organically. (laughs) Yes. We we weren't really seeking it out necessarily. Um, but I, I, I know that we sort of tell our story in a couple of different places over this last year while we've been doing the podcast. But for those of you who maybe didn't hear, um, Virginia and I were both students at 
seminary working on our doctorate in education. We were placed in a cohort with 10 other people who were also working on their EDD. And the great thing about there were there were two things that happened for Virginia and I. One, we were the only two children's ministry leaders that were mm-hmm. in the cohort. So the yeah. others were ministers of education or pastors or, you know, they did Teachers, other things. principals, yeah. church planners. Yeah. Um, and so we, <laughs> we had a wide variety of people mm-hmm. in the group, but Virginia and I were both very focused in children's ministry. It was, it was, and so that made us unique, but also, you know, brought us together with a kind of a common purpose in the room, you know, to, to talk about children's ministry and to talk about the church and, and so, but then also it was, I was just very blessed that Virginia had an extra room in her apartment that she rented <laughs> out for people when we would come in. And it was just so nice to not be in a hotel for the week. Every time mm-hmm. I came in for class and I could um, hang at Virginia's and, and there was a room there for me. And, and so I appreciated being able to do that so much, but the other benefit to that was that we had more time to talk and we helped each other with class and checked papers and, and talked about, you know, the material and what we were doing and projects and different things. Uh, But we also spent a lot of time just talking about Kidman and about the, the challenges that we face and, and issues that we face. And the great thing about it is that even after we finished our degrees and we, you know, continued on in our ministries that we just kept up this friendship and this ability just to be able to chat and talk. Absolutely. It was so valuable. You know, also laughing about being an introvert. It was a great talking about being part-time roommates. It was a great arrangement (laughs) for me as well. I was like, I've got a part-time roommate, you know, so, you know, I get to be my introverted self, but then (laughs) occasionally branch out and have somebody else here. So (laughs) yes, it was, it was a good arrangement. (laughs) It really was. But that Uh, is, is one of the things like sometimes you can't force these types of relationships mm, because that doesn't really happen. But for us, we were able to be able to, like I said before, organically sort Mm -hmm. of create this relationship where Mm -hmm. I had a little bit more experience than Virginia, but Virginia is the smartest person I've ever met. And so she was just so helpful as I was jumping back into writing papers and and taking (laughs) tests and doing all of those kinds of things. She was such an encouragement there. And so we were just both able to share and, and have a part in each other's lives to be an encouragement and to be a help. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the key with developing these relationships organically, intentionally, however, it's putting yourself in opportunities to meet other people who you could, you know, either mentor or be mentored by, or who can help you and give you guidance and encouragement. So that's a big part of it is putting yourself in the right place at the right time. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk more about how we can do that. Right. (laughs) So, well, and you know, one of the things that you have to be prepared for and ready for is that you might get the no. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when I've tried to build a relationship with somebody that I thought that we could encourage one another and support one another, and they have just been like a person that just, that's just not their comfort zone and it's not what they feel like that they need. And so, you you know, you get that kind of, yeah, no, I'm not really looking to have those conversations or to be able to do that. And so you do have to, it's a little bit of vulnerability, Mm -hmm. you know, that has to, you have to put yourself out there and take a chance. But when you do, and it does work well, and you can make a friend 
or a mentor relationship happen, it's so worth the risk of the no. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know for me, the encouragement and the support is huge because Mm -hmm. when you're serving in children's ministry, so often you really can't build relationships with church members and the people that you're with, your volunteers, because you do have that need to be a leader. So they can't always see your vulnerability. You can't always share with them what you're struggling with because often you're struggling with them. (laughs) It's it's the volunteers or the church or the staff or the situation or the, and, and you can't really take those moments to, to share. And the great thing about my relationship like for Virginia is when I was serving at a church, if I was really struggling with something and I was frustrated, I knew that she was a safe place that I could Mm -hmm. call and I could vent and I could say, Mm -hmm. what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this decision? Or if you had this situation come up, what would you do? And that was just a huge encouragement to me because I knew I could say anything and she, one, wasn't going to judge, but two, she also, I didn't have to worry about that getting back to anybody in my church. I knew that the confidentiality that I have with her, Mm -hmm. that I could truly just say, this is driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. And it was okay. Cause she wasn't yes. going to rat me out. <laughs> I don't even know these people and you're right. Your volunteers are crazy. Why are they <laughs> suggesting that? <laughs> and so it, but also it gives you a different point of view because there have been times too, mm-hmm. where Virginia has said, but did you think about this? And it's made me go, Oh yeah, maybe I'm too close to this situation. Mm-hmm. And so I was assuming something that Virginia has been able to see and say, no, let's think about it this way. And so that's been incredibly helpful. You know, and one of the great things too is, you know, with these relationships, these sort of networking relationships that we've developed is also having people to sort of give a second opinion when there's something maybe you're on the fence on. And it's funny because it was what last week, when I sent you a text message, we are getting ready to install security cameras throughout our preschool and children's ministry areas. Um, and so, which is something that we also did at my last church. And that was another <laughs> time when I was like, what do you think about this? Or like, you know, and so there's all sorts of just a myriad of considerations mm-hmm. in this whole process. Right. And so Valerie was one of the people who I texted where I'm like, hey, this is this is a question that we're sort of like wrestling with in this whole process. You know, what what do you think? What's your, um, you know, perspective on this? Um, and, you know, Valerie is great because you have so much experience with <laughs> different children's ministry areas and and, you know, helping other churches through this process. And so, you know, I was so appreciative of that. Um, the other person who I also texted um, is Faye Scott, who we have interviewed on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, and she, I, I've used her as our, as an example, I think in another episode or two, um, where I went to a children's ministry conference. Mm-hmm. Faye gave a phenomenal presentation on children's ministry safety and security. Yeah. And after her breakout, I just walked up to her and said, that was wonderful. I would love for you to come do this at my church. And mm-hmm. so that began a relationship with another just wonderful children's ministry leader mm-hmm. who is so knowledgeable 
um, who has so much great background experience and background knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't like I walked up to her immediately after a breakout session was like, Hey, we're going to be best friends. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a little overwhelming. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I, but I did say, Hey, you know, that was great. You know, I would love to, you know, get, you know, have you present this at my church, or I would love to keep in touch with you. I would love to pick your brain on X, Y, Z. And so there are low stakes ways to sort of initiate those conversations. And then, you know, here we are, I guess, three and a half years later, Mm -hmm. she's one of my people who I text whenever I'm kind of facing some of these conundrums and dilemmas of like, okay, you know, we're getting ready to do this. How do we execute it? Here's this Mm -hmm. question. So, so there are, um, you know, easier ways and sort of low stakes ways to, to introduce yourself to new people, to begin those relationships. Mm -hmm. And then just, um, just the great blessing that it is over years. And again, Valerie and I talk about this, we've known each other for over 10 years (laughs) and just the blessing that that is to have just years of history and years of friendship and years of encouragement Um, with other people who know what it's like to be in the trenches (laughs) in the trenches and the mountaintops. So, right. And well, and because these people, you know, like we can have our friends that, that maybe don't have something to do with our church Mm -hmm. family that we can talk to, but if Mm -hmm. they're not in children's ministry, if they don't work with Mm -hmm. kids, if they don't work with families, Mm -hmm. they don't always Mm -hmm. quite have that perspective Mm -hmm. of what we're struggling with or why we're trying to make this particular decision. Right. And so I think that it's just, you know, helpful to have somebody that, like you said, that that's in the trenches with you, that knows Mm -hmm. where you are and that understands. But I think too, that as you build the relationship and as you have more trust there and, and you're, you are able to really spend time together, like asking one another the hard questions, Mm -hmm. really having somebody that can give you some accountability. And I think in ministry, it's so important for us to do that because we can so get caught up in the day to day and the busyness and the overwhelm that we aren't always taking care of ourselves. And so it's Mm -hmm. nice to have those friends that understand where you are Mm -hmm. that can ask those questions. Like, for example, you know, how is your spiritual life going? Mm -hmm. You know, are you spending your quiet time? Are you spending your personal time? You know, Mm -hmm. how are you protecting your boundaries? How Mm -hmm. are you resting enough? Are you taking your breaks? You know, and that's, I think um, one of the things that whenever I meet with a, a, children's minister. And even if when I was just doing consulting, it was one of the things that I kind of sat down with them at some point and said, okay, so how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what are your rhythms looking like right now? When was the last time you took a day off? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then I always would say, where where can I pray for you? You know, this week, you know, where, where is something where I can support you in prayer? So it's having that relationship grow to the point where you can have somebody that's really holding you accountable and helping you to be able to really take a look because Mm -hmm. we just get so busy that sometimes Mm -hmm. we forget these things and we don't rest or we don't take care of ourselves or we're not, you know, taking vacation days or we're not spending time in the word because we're prepping for a lesson all the time. So I think having somebody that you can trust that are, that's going to come to you and ask you those Mm -hmm. harder questions. Hard truths. Yeah. 
and speak truth into your life when you need to hear it, whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Do it in love and can, and and like I said, somebody that you can count on that confidentiality so that Mm -hmm. you can say, yeah, I'm really struggling with that right now. Or yeah, Mm -hmm. this is a boundary that I'm having difficulty with. And so I think that's important. So, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the locations where you can find people that you can have these relationships with. And we, we talked early about how we met each other mm-hmm. was through training school. that we were doing school, mm-hmm. things that we were doing to learn. And so I think that was what made this whole topic kind of come up with our conversation is that talking about conferences, mm-hmm. um, talking about furthering your education, furthering your knowledge when you have the opportunities to do those kinds of things, when you're able to attend a conference, when you're able to take a class, when you're able to go do those, those kinds of things, you're going to meet people that have a similar mm-hmm. desire to grow in that way. Mm-hmm. Gives yeah. you the opportunity to meet people that do what you do mm-hmm. and that you can start these relationships with. Absolutely. So I always feel like when I'm at a conference, I try to make sure that when I'm sitting near somebody, I say hello, Mm -hmm. or I might ask a question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I might try to have a conversation. Um, I might ask them, you know, for, you know, they're like, are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Or is there like a connection that where I can follow or, you know, I, I just strike up a conversation with people and you can kind of tell some people are very close off and are just not, you know, interested in having that conversation and you can just sort of say hello and talk for a minute and then move on. And it's, it's no big deal. But sometimes when you start those conversations, it's amazing. The things you find in common, the, just that natural cadence happens and, and you can sort of build a relationship from there. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. I went to, um, it was a statewide conference gosh, probably two, three, two years ago or so. Um, and then more recently went to another one, um, within the past year. And like you said, at just kind of meeting people and, you know, just chatting with people, adding them on social media. And, um, what was funny is my husband recently put a, put a little post up about my dissertation. And then one of the, um, guys, like a children's pastor who I had met at those two conferences, two little state conferences, Mm -hmm. um, emailed me and said, Hey, I'm looking at starting my doctorate. Could you send me your dissertation? And so I was like, of course. I was like, first I gotta go find it. (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I was glad to do that. And that was just sort of one of those random little like connections that was made with someone who I barely know on the other side of the state, but still like if that can be, you know, of help to him as he's sort of in this process of considering getting this degree, um, that's awesome. And it's just one of those random little connections and one of those examples of, you know, meeting these people at conferences, talking to them, exchanging information, you know, following each other on social media um, and just the connections that you can make through that. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the great thing about social media. I mean, I know there's a lot of negatives to it, but, (laughs) but being able to just follow somebody to get to know them, to get to know their life a little bit, 
to have those interactions when you can make comments and, and like posts and, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you start sort of building these relationships with people because you do get to know them in a way that you might not get to know them otherwise. And you're mm -hmm. getting to know the people that, that are not in your state or not right. even in your country necessarily. Like right. you, you get to, to find these relationships that you could not, because I'll, I'll tell you, and I think I've probably told this story before, but I know during the pandemic, especially those first few months when everything was shut down and, and everything was so isolated, mm -hmm. we made some friends. Um, we, you know, you, you guys know, we love Disney and we travel to Disney a lot. And so we had started just talking to some people on Twitter, just, you know, like making comments about pictures they posted or just, you know, having conversations just on Twitter about, you know, the events at Disney and just things like that. And so then one day somebody said, Hey, we should get on a zoom sometime and chat. And so there's a, about 12 or, or 13 of us that live in different countries in different States that became really good friends. And not all of, I haven't even met all of them in person, but like when my husband was in the hospital, they were a huge encouragement and, and sent us things and checked in on us. And, and we have these conversations each week online. And, and, and so the thing is this, it, it, you, these are people that I would never have ever met in a million years yeah. any other way, because we all live in different places and we all do different things for work. So it's not like we have anything in common other than we have a love for a theme park and we all watch the same shows on Disney plus and that kind of thing. Um, so we're talking all the time about those kinds of things, but we have built some, like I said, they were some of the biggest support when my husband was so sick. And so it, was amazing how we were able to build these relationships. And that all came through social media. It was because mm -hmm. of Twitter and Instagram and, and these places where we met. And so I think, again, it, a lot of it has to do with your heart to want to build a relationship and your willingness to put yourself out there to find people that you have this connection with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, that's the key to it is that you, you, you know, I think you have this point where you're just praying for God to show you people to bring people in your path that you can build mm -hmm. these relationships with. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how he will find the ways to do that to when do that. you are willing to put yourself out there. Absolutely. You know, and I was thinking too, we've got um, an interview coming up later this month with um, David Renault about a wonderful interview about yeah. transitioning out of, you know, children's from one ministry to the next and like a lot of considerations with that. And what's funny is, I mean, again, he's not someone we have ever met in person. No, no. Um, we are just in a bunch of the same um, Facebook groups. And so he said, hey, you know, so you've got this podcast. I do this blog. Like, could I be on your podcast? And so he just asked and we were like, sure. Um, and so, again, that's that's another example of just a connection mm -hmm. through social media. And, right. you know, another one recently. um, Again, I'm super active just in different Facebook groups. And um, there was a gal who sent me a message, said, hey, you know, I would love to just have a phone call with you sometime mm -hmm. just to talk about some of this stuff that I have going on. And I said, sure, why not? Um, and so just, you know, having a phone call with another preschool director somewhere mm -hmm. else in the country and just kind of, you know, a little bit commiserating on some of the right. perennial problems yeah. that everyone faces, right. but it's also just nice to know that you are not the only one 
that has this problem that is always recruiting volunteers. You are not the only one that, you yeah. know, has, that faces this or that or the other. So it means yeah. the world because it really can feel that way because as children's ministers, mm -hmm. you know, I, none of the other ministries in the church have quite the issues that we have mm -hmm. of trying to recruit volunteers and, mm -hmm. and the pressure that we have to, to, you know, to serve in the way that we do. Our ministry mm -hmm. is very different. Yes. And so it really means a lot when you can just find out because others seem to make, you know, like it, it just seems so easy for them. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you have this sense. So when you're siloed, you go, oh, wait, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe yeah. I'm the only person that's having this issue. And so having somebody that you can say, oh, wait, you struggle with volunteers too. Like you struggle with this particular issue too. Mm -hmm. And it's it just, even if they don't have an answer for you, or even if they don't have suggestions for yeah. you. Just somebody saying, I understand yes. is yes. huge. Yes. And so, you know, you want to, and that's why it's so important for you to allow yourself some vulnerability there to, mm -hmm. to share with people. I'm really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And this way, again, you're doing it in a judgment-free zone and then also mm -hmm. in a confidential zone. So you mm -hmm. don't have to feel like somebody's going to come back and say, hey, I heard you were struggling with this because yeah. you have found this outlet to be able to have this conversation without stressing about that. And I know in the days before social media, if we're going to talk about like some of us who have been in the trenches for a very long time, um, really one of the things that I tried to do to build relationships, especially early in my ministry, is that I would call um, other children's ministers in my city. We lived in the Nashville area at the time. And I would just say, can I take you to lunch mm -hmm. tomorrow? Because I just need somebody to give me a perspective on this. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. honestly, I never had anybody to say no, you know, because I think that they were always very much desiring that same kind of like, mm -hmm. because this is not necessarily because here I'm not saying building a relationship necessarily for a long term. This is just literally just saying, hey, can I take you to lunch tomorrow? And we just chat. Mm -hmm. And it's a little less intimidating that way when mm -hmm. you're you're not saying, okay, I want to be your BFF for life. It's just, yes. <laughs> you know, I just am wanting yeah. you know to take you to Some lunch feedback. and just pick your brain about yeah. how does your church do this? And like mm -hmm. I said, you're going to hold off on some of that personal, you know, confidential stuff until you feel like you've built a relationship and you have that trust there. But just having those first few meetings mm -hmm. where you can just say, hey, can you tell me how do you do check in at your church? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you recruit volunteers? How do you mm -hmm. plan your fall festival? Like mm -hmm. having somebody that you can just ask those questions to. And I think that people are usually very willing to be able to have that relationship just to be able to. To, to have a quick lunch with somebody or get a cup of coffee and just do that. And I think that that's still possible to do, even though like, <laughs> when you're in a more yeah. social media world, but I think you can still have those kinds of relationships. And yes. I think that that's huge. And, um, and so in the Nashville area, we actually had a Nashville area children's ministry group. Mm -hmm. And basically what we did, it, it, we would just pick a date in a location, we took turns offering our fellowship halls at churches or whatever, and literally would just say, okay, on Tuesday, the 13th um, at 12 o'clock, we're going to have lunch. Just bring, you bring your lunch mm -hmm. and we're just going to sit and chat. And I, I mean, we had 
I, I mean, we had 30 or 40 children's ministers in the area that would come to these yeah. events and we just, we rotated locations. And then sometimes we would have like publishing houses or people that had things say, can we yeah, host yeah. the lunch for you? <laughs> we will bring you food uh, so that we can, you know, pitch the new material. Trying to sell you stuff. Yeah, which was fine <laughs> because, you know, you, you, we learned a lot when we did that. Yeah. And we still made sure, okay, you can have 15 minutes of this time, but then the rest of the time is us, you know, doing yeah. our thing because we liked talking in groups and, and being able mm -hmm. to share and talk about things. But, um, and I know that they still meet, I, I still see the emails occasionally where they oh, still are, yeah. are still doing that. And um, it was just one of my favorite times of the month to go mm -hmm. and, and meet with. And, and this wasn't, they weren't all one denomination. We didn't all use the same material. Mm -hmm. Some of us were, you know, youth ministers. Some of us were preschool ministers. Like it was a wide mm -hmm. variety of people, but it was just an opportunity. And so I, I, I always have had that thought that if I, serve as a children's minister again in a community that I would want to start to find that group or to start a group mm -hmm. like that, because that's how beneficial it was that I would be willing to say, because like I said, it doesn't have to cost you any money to do it because right. you know, you can, or if you want to do like a bring in lunch and have everybody donate $5 or something you can, but the idea is just the gathering. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily the event itself. Right. Right. Um, the other thing that you can really check into is your denominational headquarters, your denominational group, look for events mm -hmm. that are in your local area for ministry. A lot of times your publishing company will have representatives that serve your area, mm -hmm. but it's great to, to look to your denomination, to your publishing company, to places like that for events that they might have for mm -hmm. people that might be local that could help you with the questions that you might have, mm -hmm. because yeah. almost all of the, even the check-in system companies will have representatives that can mm -hmm. contact you to talk to you about issues and things like that. So don't struggle with things on your own, mm -hmm. you know, really reach out and search for people that have positions that are designed to, to help, help you. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We hope that we are a resource for you. It's the yeah. reason why we started doing this, even though we have no idea what we're doing <laughs> most of the time. But what we really, our heart, what we really wanted to do was mm -hmm. to be able to build relationships with children's ministers that may be struggling with finding ways to get support mm -hmm. or ways to get mm -hmm. information or ways to learn about things. And we just wanted to share what God has shown us over the years. And so I hope that we are that for you. I hope we are a resource and that we can be helpful. Um, saying that, we would love to hear from you. If there mm -hmm. are specific topics that you would like to hear us discuss, if there are certain issues that you are having that you would love to know how we handle them or what we would do, we would love to be able to answer that. So please send us a message, send us an email, let us know. We just want, and I, I know I say this a lot, but it's it's truly our hearts. We want to meet you where you are. We want to serve where you need. And so as always, if you will like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Podbean on um, Pinterest and on Instagram and our blog. So we just hope that you can find some resources that are going to be helpful to you. And we are serious about this. If you are at Kids Matter <laughs> in Murfreesboro, 
please come by and say, say hi. hello. We would love to know <laughs> that you have heard our um, episodes. We would love to know that we've been helpful or we would love to have some feedback. So we are glad to, <laughs> to, to meet you and to learn more. But most importantly, we'd like to pray for you and just to encourage mm -hmm. you. So we appreciate your time and everything that you give to us. It means so very much. And we hope that you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.